on episode 112 of the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. We're asking all the tough questions. Is Philip Rivers having too much of the sex? Will John Gruden have enough wood to knock on for the rest of the season? We're covering the Chargers-Raiders Thursday night game and all the Twitter shenanigans that went down as well. Get ready for week 10 of the NFL season with the Sunday Slate Rundown. We also have some Garage Fam voicemails and Flashback YouTube Friday. Get ready, Garage Fam. You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. What is up, Garage Fam? It's your boy Garage Guy Chase. I'm here solo tonight. Drew is out of town on biz. Just got done watching this Raiders Chargers game. Raiders getting the victory here at home, 26 to 24. Ended up being a pretty awesome game towards the end of the line there, but for the most part, like in the beginning, it was just kind of like shit. I don't know. I was I was watching the majority of it. Just it was just a lot of a lot of weirdness. The Raiders came out like strong and heavy. The defense was looking amazing uh, in the beginning. A lot of people on Twitter have been talking and saying how like basically like the the real story here is how the Chargers made the the Raiders defense look so good because they're really not that good, which we all know. But the trade deadline is coming up, so if you can sell some people in your fantasy league that hey you need that Raiders defense, look how good they did against Phillip Rivers and you can get some value out of it, then, I mean, you better go ahead and get to scheming now. Um, if, if you're trading defenses at this point, I don't know what kind of league you're in, but either way it goes, it'd still be fun to watch. But uh, hell of a show, packed packed down show. Uh, going to be talking a little bit about uh, this game. Going to be talking about the Sunday Slate Rundown, of course. Got you guys covered on that. Uh, doing our flashback YouTube Friday video. So I got that stacked up, lined up for you guys. And then we got some Garage Fam voicemails. So we got about three voicemails to go through on this episode. So we'll be uh, playing those out, seeing what the Garage Fam out there has to say or what's going on, what's on their minds. And you, too, could be calling in every Monday and Friday. We have a show come out. So we record on Sundays and we record on Thursdays. As long as you get those calls in before Sunday and Thursday, you will guaranteed be played on the episode that we have airing the next one up. So the next episode up, you'll be airing on it if you call in before or on a Sunday or a Thursday. So we'll have you covered there. And you can call 929-430-GGFS. That's 4437 for those of you that don't know letters. So 929-430-GGFS or 929-430-4437. Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast is brought to you by the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. Get over to patreon.com slash garage guys right now. You can subscribe to one of the four tiers that we have available for all of our Garage Fam members out there that are subscribed. We thank you. We love you. We know you're winning. You're killing it in the DFS game. That's what we do. Drew is providing NFL DFS rankings every weekend. So get over there, patreon.com slash garage guys. Get the bag with us. We're getting the bag. Beautiful times. Again, patreon.com slash garage guys. 
and you guys know me, I just love overusing the word beautiful, but it is a beautiful thing whenever you can just wake up on a Sunday morning, you're literally paying $8 a month for this, and you wake up, and you see that Drew's got your ranking sheet ready to go. You get open up DraftKings, open up FanDuel, and you have all the players right there lined out for you. Make your lineups, play the cash games, play the tournaments. You're going to win some cash. We got you back. Garage fam, unite. Patreon.com slash garage guys. So before we do get into this Thursday night game, just talking a little bit about the week. So for those of you that don't know like what's going on right now, supposedly there's this thing uh, called Mercury Retrograde. And until about three days ago, I thought it was just a song by Ghostmane. For those of you that don't know who Ghostmane is, go check him out. He plays a lot of... Uh, a lot of like rap that's like metal rap, like death metal shit. He's kind of like uh, this gothic type of rapper. I don't know. He's different. His favorite band is Outkast. But you, you, all you guys know that have been listening, all the OGs, all the OG Garage fam that's been listening to this show forever, you, you know how I am with music. I listen to anything and literally everything. But uh, Mercury Retrograde. So it's basically uh, the planets are aligning in a weird way. And, like, everything that would normally happen is going to happen in the reverse. So maybe I can use that to explain why I have been doing so crappy in DFS probably for the past few days. For one, I don't know why. I just have not been using the DFS rankings. And and I feel like that's just me just being like, okay, well, I get up and and I'm like, oh, I'm going to set these lineups and do this. And then by the time I get done, I'm like, why am I not checking these rankings? What the fuck is wrong with me? Like, oh, my God. Like, Drew's just killing it right now. Drew's winning money every damn weekend. Everybody that's subscribed is winning money every weekend. You know, so Mercury Retrograde doesn't affect the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports DFS rankings that Drew provides. But that's just my, my stubbornness that has this come about lately. I don't really understand it. Don't know what's going on. But uh, it may, maybe it's the it's the it's the Mercury in the retrograde. So I'm ready for the future grade. Um, so if that's even a real thing, so I'm ready for the future grade. But there but there is like if there's any weird shit that's just going on in your life right now, or like at your job, or like in your family, or with your wife, or with your kids, or or whatever, the, any weird stuff, just blame it on Mercury retrograde. Like if you're late for work one day, just ugh, fucking Mercury retrograde. Your boss will probably look at you like you're a fucking idiot, but then he'll probably go Google that shit, or she'll probably go Google that shit and be like, oh, damn, th this explains it. So you literally have an excuse for shit going wrong for like another month, I think. So yeah, Mercury retrograde, it's happening right now. And maybe that's what happened tonight um, with this, uh, this Chargers-Raiders game, because I did not see the Raiders winning this game. I, I thought that the Chargers should have been able to, to beat the Raiders pretty simply, pretty easily, pretty easy game. I mean, like, the way that the defense was racked up, I mean, it was supposed to be a blowout game for Josh Jacobs, which he didn't do that bad. Okay, so I can't complain too much. I set my lineups. I did showdown modes. Um, I do my showdown captain modes on Thursday nights and Sunday night football and Monday night, obviously. And everybody that plays DFS that's a degenerate like me, you probably do the same thing. So Josh Jacobs had 19 fantasy points on DraftKings tonight. He had 71 rushing yards and a touchdown. That touchdown came really late, though. So it would have been awesome to have that touchdown early. Didn't happen. 
But your biggest producer of tonight's game was Melvin Gordon, uh, 108 rushing yards. Uh, he had one reception, 25 receiving yards, and he had one rushing touchdown. So he had 23.30 fantasy points. If you had him as your captain, along with Josh Jacobs, the Raiders defense, holy shit, 17 fantasy points. I, literally, I'll tell you a story about it in a second. Crazy. Keenan Allen, 16 fantasy points. Phillip uh, Loti Rivers. Uh, ended up with 13.28 fantasy points. Started him in season long. Did not go the way that I planned. And he has probably less points in my season long leagues that I have him in. And uh, Derek Carr with 13. Hunter Henry with 13. So we had a couple of guys around that area. But um, just a uh, just that you know your your primal lineup, the big lineup that won all the money was pretty much composed of Melvin, Josh, Raiders defense, Keenan Allen, Phillip Rivers, Derek Carr, Hunter Henry. Those were kind of your guys. Um, and if you were able to stack them up into one lineup, you probably had a hell of a Thursday night. You're probably not going to work tomorrow. You're probably just kicking back, if you, especially if you played a tournament. So congrats to all of you out there that had that lineup, that won that big money. We love it. It's great. Appreciate it. Just, you gotta love DFS. DFS is just it's it's changed the game entirely. Um, and still in season long, you know, I still in my dynasty league that I have, in my fantasy football league that I have, just, just all of my uh, my redraft leagues that I'm in. You know, I, I picked up Philip Rivers because I've had kind of a shit year this year for fantasy. It's been very strange, very different. I had a couple of drafts where I was really heavy on a couple of guys and it didn't work out. And we've talked about that throughout the season. But with this game tonight. You know, starting Phillip Rivers, okay? You you have to wonder now at this point, like, okay, it's time. It's obviously time. Phillip's, Phillip's getting old. He's on the decline. And my take is this. Phillip is having too much sex. Phillip is sexing it up way too much, way too hard. He probably busted, like, three loads before this game. And the wife is just like, give me more children now even though they already have like an entire like you know small country that lives inside of their home she just wants more man she just wants more i don't know what else to say about it like he's just out there he looked fucking terrible he had a couple of moments where he showed some some of his normal little philip river self but it's just i don't know i don't know where the anger is i don't know where the where the just the the rage that lives inside of philip rivers even though he doesn't cuss and he just screams like dang it and dad nabbit and all that shit out there on the field you don't see much of that and i don't know where it went i don't know what's going on so i think that he is experiencing low t he's jizzing too much so if anybody out there wants to to tweet at philip rivers if he even has a twitter i don't even know uh write him a letter Tell him he's got to stop jizzing before games. He's got to hold that T in. you got to hold all that test in, all the tests you can hold in. And I don't know if, if any of you ever played sports, but they would always talk about, like back in, back in the day when you were like, you know, in junior high and high school, you know, just like you would read stuff. And then there was a movie, I think, that came out. Somebody in the movie was just like, don't, don't jack off before a game. I took that shit to heart. And that shit worked, too, because you're so much more aggressive. I don't know about you guys. That's just me. That's just me. That's Garage Guy Chase's logic. Don't be busting nuts before you go out there try to make the cut. Don't bust a nut before you make the cut. Put it that way. We'll leave it at that. Low T Phillip Rivers. It's a thing. It's real. But Josh Jacobs being able to come out and do his thing, that's great. But Melvin Gordon is the real story here. Melvin's back. Okay. 
Uh, there were a lot of speculation. There was a lot of speculation out there talking about, you know, that some people should be weary of starting Melvin Gordon. You shouldn't really worry about Melvin. You should not play him. Complete bullshit. If Melvin Gordon is on a football field, you play Melvin Gordon. I don't care about the shit that happened earlier in the year. I don't give a fuck. It's Melvin Gordon. Literally, I drafted Melvin fifth in the first round before all the, the juju shit went on, before he decided to skip town and didn't play in the beginning of the season. I drafted him. He was my fifth. I, I had the fifth draft pick and in the first round, and I drafted him first for my team in the fifth spot. He's a first-round pick. He's a first-round player. You play Melvin Gordon. I know they have Austin Eckler. That's great. Doesn't matter. It's Melvin Gordon. You play Melvin Gordon, and tonight was proof of why you always play Melvin Gordon, no matter what the defense does, because that Raiders defense went off tonight. Uh, just incredible shit. I was literally sitting in my car. I had a couple of lineups that I set for the showdown modes, and then they had, and I got down to this one thing in my something was just telling me like just set one more lineup, even if you just do one tournament, just set one more lineup. And I want you to close your eyes and I want you to visualize these players because you guys all know I'm a gut guy. I love trusting my gut. That's what I do. That's just how I am. And nine times out of 10, I can't explain to you why I'm making a play. And I can't tell you, I don't do things like a normal fantasy football analyst would do because at the end of the day, let's be real here. I'm garage guy chase. I play fantasy football. I love fantasy football. I'm not going to sit here and stack stats. I'm not going to sit here and do that shit. I play from the gut. I play from my gut. So out of all these lineups that I made trying to, to stack stats and do things or whatever, I did that. Well, I got back to my roots tonight, and it's something that I haven't been doing in the past few weeks, and it's something that I need to get back to doing. Okay, And it, and it doesn't work for everybody. And like I said, this is my own opinions. You play, the, you play my shit at your own risk. That's all I'm telling you. But for me, for years since I've been playing, it's worked. And the longer that I've found that I've been in this industry, the more I've found that I've slowly started to get away from trusting my gut. And I've slowly started to realize that I'm internally fucking myself. And I'm not saying that's for everybody, but I'm just saying that's for me. That's for Garage Guy Chase. So tonight I got back to my roots and I sat down in my car and I said, I'm going to make one showdown lineup right now. So I'm going to sit in my car. I'm going to think about these players. I'm going to think about how I watch these players every week. I'm going to think about what I see. And I'm going to think about this game. And I'm going to try to visualize the attack. And I did it. And I sat in my car. My lineup that I made, I had Darren Waller as my captain. I had Phillip Rivers. I had Josh Jacobs. Melvin Gordon. And then the surprise pick, I had Daniel Carlson, the kicker for the Raiders. And then I had the Raiders defense. And that was all from the gut. That was the one lineup I made from the gut. And when I started playing, and I shit you guys not, the only lineup that I had that finished in the money was that one lineup that I played from the gut, which further proved to me, gut chase is back. And I am back, and I will make crazy picks that sound nuts, that sound wild, and that's just what I do, baby. That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. And that's why I love this game. That's why I love this podcast. That's why I love the Garage Fam. That's why I love fantasy football. End of story, end of discussion, all from the gut, trusting your instincts, believing in that shit. And then aside from that, believing in your gut and believing in that shit, yeah, I'm going to check out Drew's rankings. And I'm going to play them rankings because when it comes to them cash games, them rankings are bank, son.
patreon.com slash garage guys. Yeah, I just plugged it again. I don't know. I love it. I love everything about what we're doing here. I love everything about garage guys. One thing I got to vent on too, and I just got to say this guys, I don't know if you've noticed or when we came out, I came out with this logo. Okay. I love you guys know. I love the eighties. Eighties are my shit. Um, I'm into retro wave music. I like eighties movies. So I made this logo based off the early nineties, late eighties with the triangle and the, the pink and the blue and the pop. Have you guys been noticing that a lot of these other bigger companies are doing a lot of eighties retro shit lately? I was looking on Twitter a little bit ago. I'm playing it right now. Actually Yahoo fantasy sports has a fantasy football survival kit with Matt Harmon and it's got this eighties looking shit on it. Go look it up. Go to Yahoo Fantasy Sports at Yahoo Fantasy. And the tweet says, which annoying NFL team are you sick of? Let's talk about it. Matt Harmon's on there. Shout out Matt Harmon. Great guy. However, it, it, I find it funny. I didn't see none of this shit when we first started Garage Guys. Okay. I love Barstool. Big Barstool guy. Barstool Sports Advisors. What's up with that? 80s retro shit. I don't know. I just feel like since we came into the game, I'm just seeing a lot more 80s retro shit going around the fantasy sports and the sports industry in a whole. I don't know if maybe it's just a generational thing, the sign of the times, or whatever. It's just crazy coincidence. Again, Mercury's in retrograde. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what dimension we're in. We might be in a different dimension. Mandela effect. Who knows? Enough of that shit. All right. Let's get to some voicemails. So the first... Uh, garage fan voicemail that we have in don't know who it came from didn't leave a name but we got the voicemail let's see what they had to say what's going on chase got a question for you they're doing a rebuild in dynasty and i think it might help some other people out i took over a team that was two and two in week four and was coming in week five that i think was drafted by jim ursay when he was still on drugs in indianapolis because it had half their team on it including andrew luck who might still be using squirrel oil in the uh, Civil War. I went through and made some trades. Got rid of some, got rid of some old guys, got some depth, got some younger pieces, and picked up three first-round picks along the way. DJ DK Metcalf last week kind of screwed me with the blow-up game. Thank you very much. But who are some targets you're going after in a league where, say, you're not competing this year, you're looking at next year? I'm looking at guys kind of like Corbin Sutton, uh, DJ Moore, kind of looking at those kind of range for players who can kind of give you some depth this year but try to get, get your running backs in the draft coming up next year with how good how stacked this class is appreciate your help man and as always we appreciate the call so dynasty um dynasty anxiety that's basically what i have to say about it so i'm in my first dynasty league this year uh, the Fantasy Twitter Dynasty League. Shout out to all the homies in the Fantasy Twitter Dynasty League. Uh, right now, currently, I think that the uh, the girls, Kate and Michelle from Ball Blast Podcast, they are uh, currently one and two in the Fantasy Twitter Dynasty League. Got to give them a shout out. But yeah, this was my first year in a dynasty, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I did it completely wrong. I went very young, drafted a lot of young players, so I'm still learning a lot about dynasty myself. But the one thing that I will say is when it, when it comes down to players, when it comes to some players that I'm already looking at for next year, because I'm right there in the same boat with you, man. I have pretty much started trading away some of my people for picks for next year. So I've got a couple first rounders in 2020. I traded away some of my bigger talent that I had 
um, just to, to get, go ahead and just kind of get myself ready. But some of the guys that I really like, number one, DJ Chark. Even with Gardner Minshew out of the picture, I think DJ's kind of proven himself in that core receiver group there in Jacksonville. I don't think he's going anywhere. And we're going to find out the true testamental when Nick Foles is coming in to start. And RIP Gardner, by the way, just got to give a, give, a, give, a quick, give a quick mustache kiss out there to the spirit of Gardner Minshew. Um, he is going to be fantastic, and I think eventually he'll find his way back into the starting lineup. But for right now, Foles is coming in. I don't think things are going to change with Chark. If you can get a hold of DJ right now, if you don't already have him, go after him. Um, you know, Maybe give up a, a pick or so. But, but go after this guy. Get DJ. Another guy I like that's going to be low on the radar. Jonu Smith. Been huge on him. Been talking about him all year. If you want to get you a good tight end, we all know Delaney Walker's not going to be around forever. I think that after all the injury and everything that he's going through, yeah, he's going to be coming back for the rest of this season. He might get re-injured again, but I think that Janu has shown that he can at least be able to fill that role. He gets out there in the red zone. He's put up maybe one or two good fantasy games since he's been starting. Loving some Jonu Smith. I think that he's going to be one of the uh, one of the not the next big tight ends of the league. Could be big tight end, but I think he's definitely going to be worth up. Oh, shout out to the clock. I think he's definitely going to be worth. Um, rostering, especially in Dynasty, because he may be able to give you some really good production come next year. And then, of course, the last guy I got to talk about, one, one more guy you got to go after, wide receiver, another wide receiver here, Hunter Renfro. We saw what's happening tonight on Thursday night's game. We saw what happened on Thursday night's game. We've been seeing what's happening. Carr and Renfro are starting to get a little more comfortable with each other. As soon as I got off of him, he got on. Okay. Renfro is a guy that I already own in Dynasty. I drafted him this year as a rookie. I have him. I'm not letting him go. I'm holding on. If you can get a hold of him, grab him. Those are my three big guys that I've got my eye on going into 2020. And again, it is DJ Chark, Jonu Smith, Hunter Renfro. Those are three guys. Hope that helped you out, man. Okay, jumping right into the next call. The next caller we had goes by Captain Fantastic. Um, had a pretty simple question here, and uh, let's go ahead and see what he had to say. Garage Guy Chase. Hypothetical for you, by the way, this is Captain Fantastic. Let's say Drew Brees wins the Super Bowl this year, retires. Do the Saints keep Teddy Bridgewater, or do they go after another quarterback? And if they do go after another quarterback, Name your top three they should pursue. Okay, Captain Fantastic. So into the hometown, into the into the the love that I have for these this New Orleans Saints team. Uh, by the way, it's Fuck the Falcons Week. So shout out to Fuck the Falcons Week. I uh, cannot wait to watch the ass stomping that we will administer upon Atlanta and their dirty birds coming up this this weekend so gonna always be fun always fun to just whoop the shit out of atlanta um gonna be even more fun especially that since they suck so excited about that but to answer your question captain fantastic i do think that teddy has earned a spot on this roster and i do think that teddy has earned a starting position once drew does leave what i see happening is this let's say the saints win a super bowl this year okay which is what we all hope for uh, but just how things have gone over the past two years, 
Don't really know if I'm comfortable saying that because you never know what could get in the way. But let's do say that the Saints get back to a Super Bowl and they win it. I 100% believe that Drew Brees will retire if the Saints win the Super Bowl this year. And if that does happen, Teddy Bridgewater is the next man up. There is no question about it. I think that Sean Payton has already shown that they're in it for the long haul. He's got his new contract. He's the highest paid backup in the NFL. This guy is here to stay. He's going to play. And depending on how he does in that year, we'll see. I don't think that they're going to pursue anybody else. Um, if, if I had to, to go out on a limb, which I really don't want to, but you know, there's somebody out there, if we were desperate, let's say, let's say we win the Super Bowl, hypothetically, win the Super Bowl, Teddy's the starter, Teddy gets in, he's killing the game, he gets injured. If there's a guy like Eli Manning out there, the only way I could see Eli coming in is just because of the legacy, the last name. In New Orleans, Daddy Archie, that's one that I probably could see happening. We'd probably just see that as just a uh, as a respect move for Archie and everything that the Manning family has done for the city of New Orleans. So that's one guy right there right off the bat. Um, another guy that I think that could come in and, and be able to, to play well in this scheme. As much as I hate to say it, Philip Rivers will be a free agent next year. Um, with him being, you know, older and a veteran, if they're just gonna like try to like work it out with Teddy and just like let him get healed, and they just need to get a quick somebody to sign in, uh, Philip is another guy out there. I think personally that they would go Eli over Philip. But the most exciting ones that are coming up, there's gonna be two free agents that are young and that are gonna be more realistic. So I'm gonna give you a little added bonus instead of three. I'm gonna give you two others. Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota will both be free agents next year. There's a lot of speculation that Winston might be leaving town in Tampa. I could see the possibility of somebody like Winston coming to New Orleans just because he's in the division, he's quick on his feet, so he has that for him. And, I mean, I think that, if anything, we've seen that with Teddy Bridgewater playing in this offense with the offensive line that the Saints have, you could probably throw anybody back there. As long as they're decently accurate and can get the ball where it needs to go, they're going to have plenty of time to throw that ball. Uh, as long as Ryan Ramzik staying healthy and keeping doing what he's doing, man, it, it's, it's, they're, they're, it's, it's wide open. It really is. It's wide open. I could sit here and name out probably every free agent for 2020. I honestly, as long as I know that they are of somewhat decent and they can, you know, use their legs. I think the main thing that I would love to see in the Saints offense is is more of a mobile quarterback, you know, somebody with like Taysom's legs but with the accuracy, more of a, more accuracy like, you know, Drew would have. Um and I'm not saying that Jameis is that, but if there's anybody that can straighten out Jameis Winston, I think that Sean Payton could do it. Cuz if Bruce Arians can't do it, I mean, that's tough cuz you know, we love Bruce Arians. He's supposedly the quarterback whisperer. If he can't straighten him out, I don't know. I might be a little worried, but I don't know. Something about it. I don't know. Jameis, for some reason, seeing him possibly in New Orleans would, would be pretty cool. But at the same time, I really don't care because I know it's going to be Teddy at the end of the day. So I could sit here and just name all these names off. Hey, Andy Dalton, maybe. Who knows? Maybe a maybe a one Joseph Flacco. It doesn't matter. The offensive line is magnificent. It would take a lot to fuck up as a quarterback behind that O-line that we have in New Orleans. So, hope that answers your question, Captain Fantastic. And now let's get on to this final voicemail from one of our favorite callers, 
on the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Crazy Earl has called back in. Let's see what he left for us, Garage fan. Garage Guys, Crazy Freaking Earl. A couple quick questions, a couple quick takes. First off, this Thursday night football game has me really decided that Philip Rivers is absolutely done in San Diego at the end of the year. Uh, they got to draft somebody. Who do y'all think it's going to be? Secondly, the pride of Lufkin, Texas, he's healthy. He needs to be in a uniform in the next three to four weeks. And I think he's going to be in the end zone in the next five, throwing up the X. Mr. Des Bryant is due. Marketing your calendars. Thirdly, something I've been thinking about, something I hope that's going to happen. Baltimore. They're getting upset Sunday. Ryan Finley, NC State alumni. He's going to be slinging around the yard. Mark it in your calendar. The Bengals are getting their first win. Crazy Earl out. Deuces. Oh, Crazy Earl, it never gets old. It never gets old. Thank you for calling, Crazy Earl. We love you. So, lot three three questions basically right there off the off the top. So, let's go ahead and get to the first one. So I'm sure most of you that have been listening to the show for a long time by now know that I'm not a huge college football fan whatsoever. Um, I do start paying a little more attention to the uh, players coming out of college into the draft, getting closer to probably around like January, February. But uh, I have been doing a little bit of research lately, just kind of like looking. I, I tinkered around the other day, and I found an article on Scout that was kind of going over some early projections or whatever. And on this article that I did read, it was saying that the uh, the Chargers, they had, I think they had the 17th pick in the draft. Uh, it said that they were looking at a uh, guy named Jacob Eason, quarterback from the Washington Huskies. So, uh, so that they might have a little more intel on that. Uh, that's that's what the mock draft came out at. I don't know who did the mock draft or what it is about it. And like I said, Crazy Earl, I love you. I don't want to lie to you, man. I, I'm just, I'm not the guy that's going to have these answers. But from what I'm seeing in this mock draft, looks like Jacob Eason might be the one that fits what they're looking for. And then, of course, you can't forget that backing up uh, Phillip Rivers right now, and if Phillip Rivers continues to play the way he's playing, we could see a one – to Rod Taylor, maybe do a little bit of a uh, little boot scoop boogie feet damage out there. And as much as to Rod Taylor, Ty Rod Taylor, whatever you want to call him, as much as I was high on him with the Browns last year, and we see how that turned out, um, he's probably getting a little washed himself. So there's that. But yeah, a one Jacob Eason is, is a possible, possible target for these Chargers if they do decide to go in the direction of a quarterback. So... Hope that helps you there. Second question I'm a little more excited about. Des Bryant. Yes, there is speculation that he is going to be coming back. Uh, there's been some reports that have been out recently. I have been keeping tabs on that, though. So, I do follow Des on Twitter. We know that he was with the Saints, um, and, and we never got to see him play a down with the Saints because he got injured, which sucks. However... There is still a possibility that the Saints could re-sign him. I would love to see him play for the Saints, but if he doesn't, like I said, right now, Michael Thomas and co., they're holding it down pretty well for themselves, digging with what they've got going on. The energy in New Orleans is is very nice right now, very hype. 
I'm, I'm indulging in it. Excited again. FTF week. Fuck the Falcons week. Shout out to to the homie Justin out there. He knows what's up. But uh, but look, looking around at some other teams right now that need desperately need wide receiver help. I mean, the, the first team that comes to mind is the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they they need they need something. Uh, I know Josh Gordon just went to the Seahawks. Seahawks got their third guy there, um, and now we have to really realistically think who, who's going to need him. So the Eagles are one. Uh, Devontae Adams is supposedly you know coming back soon. But the Packers are another team that could use some help. Uh, the Packers are another team out there that we can look at. Uh, the Raiders have a very young core. I think the Raiders are going to be fine. I don't think they're going to pursue him. Um, but uh, And then the 49ers, they just got Emmanuel Sanders. I think that they're pretty much set. Uh, the Ravens are a team. They, they've got some young talent at wide receiver. It's just heavy on the heavy on the tight ends. But with Lamar running the ball like he's doing, they, they pretty much seem to have a good thing going right now. So I'd have to say that probably between the Packers and the Eagles, those are two teams right now that could really use some some extra help, a little bit of service. So keep your eyes peeled for Dez possibly landing with the Packers or the Eagles. So I do like those two calls. So I'm looking at those two teams for old Dez to throw up the X at. Um, if I had to choose between one of the two, probably rather him see throw the X up in, uh, in Wisconsin just because the Eagles – I don't feel like that shade of green would do him well, and he would probably piss off a lot of Cowboys fans. So, if you want to see a possible Favre situation, um, and you want to see some drama unfold, then pull for him to go to the Eagles. Or, do what I do, just going to hope maybe he ends up on the Packers. We'll see what happens. And Crazy Earl, this is where you get crazy. Okay, so your last thing you said was that you see an upset coming for the Ravens, I love you, Crazy Earl, but you're crazy. This is no way going to happen. There is no way in hell Ryan Finley is going to be able to outplay this Ravens team. The Cincinnati Bengals team is lost. They are done. Let Zach Taylor tank and possibly get him some picks or something. I don't even know what they can do at this point. They are trash garbage. I love you, Crazy Earl, but you're crazy. That's all I got to say. Anyway, Thank you for all the Garage Fam voicemails. Garage Fam, I love the shit out of you guys. Keep the calls coming in. Again, if you want to be featured on the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, just call 929-430-GGFS. And remember, we record on Sunday nights and Thursday nights. The shows drop on Mondays and Fridays, so get your calls in on Sundays or Thursday or before, anywhere between that time, and you will be featured on the following episode. All right, it's time to give you what you came for. It's time to get you what you want. It is time for the official Week 10 Sunday Slate Rundown. A lot of big news came out this week. There's a lot of players. There's some players coming off of injury. There's some players that are injured that you need to know about, you need to watch out for. So let's just dive right in. No beating around the bush. Ravens, Bengals. We're going to kick it off on Sunday, November the 10th, with the Ravens and the Bengals, the game that Crazy Earl says... The Bengals will upset the Ravens. No way, no way, no how, no way, no. So, Andy Dalton will no longer be starting at quarterback. Mark that off your list. If you had him in fantasy, I'm sorry. Must have sucked to be in that league um, and to have your team. But um, I think that this is just going to be a huge learning curve. A big thing that came out with the Bengals, we're supposed to be getting A.J. Green back. A.J. Green 
is not playing on Sunday. He came out on Twitter, said it himself. He's not playing. If you've been waiting for A.J. Green this entire time, I don't know what else to tell you. Like To me, A.J. Green is done. He it's, His time is over. Maybe on another team, possibly. That would be the only way I could see anything working out for A.J. is possibly on another team. But with these, the Cincinnati Bengals, like it's done. It's over. It's finito. It's finished. Ryan Finley, who, what, why, how, I don't even know. It's just shit. I don't even have anything for Joe Mixon. I'm not playing any Bengals. I'm I'm off the Bengals personally. I'm done with Bengals. Bengals out. Goodbye. Ravens start them all. Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown. I think this is going to be a big Hollywood Brown game. I really am feeling that. I'm pressing for some Hollywood Brown in this Ravens game. I think we're going to get to see some Brown action. I think he's going to be a good play in DFS. We'll wait and see what the rankings look like when Drew releases him this weekend. I personally like some Hollywood Brown. Just keep an eye out for Hollywood. I think he's going to have a good game against this Bengals defense. Bills-Browns, another game, should be very fun. No really big notable things here fantasy purpose-wise, just the Browns just suck. We had a very sad Baker Mayfield on Sunday. The stash, the sad stash, didn't look good. Bad look for Baker, looked like Stan's dad from South Park. Straight up, a wet bandit, looked like young Marv from Home Alone. Just bad times for Baker. Uh, sucks to suck. I do think that, that Baker might step his game up a little bit, though, this week. I think that we might get a little bit more out of him than we have been. Um, this Bills defense is good, decently good. It will still be a challenge. It is a home game. I think that the Browns could make it close. I, I'm not ready to pick a winner on this one yet. Um, hit me up on, on Saturday. I'll let you know what's up, how I feel. But this Bills side of the ball, I've been riding and riding and riding Cole Beasley, and I'm going to continue to ride that Cole Beasley this week. Uh, everybody knows John Brown is the heavy target. This Browns defense is is probably going to be covering him very well. Cole Beasley, I'm, I, I've I'm played him in the flex. I've got him in some season-long leagues, playing him in the flex. I, I like some Cole Beasley in this Bills offense. He's been getting a little bit of love and attention. He's got him a decent little floor going right now. Um, so I do dig some Cole Beasley. And I think Josh Allen's going to have him a hell of a uh, of a scramble day. So I'm looking for scrambling. But here's the big deal. I think we're going to see a big game for Devin Singletary. Loving some Devin Singletary this week. And another big news, Kareem Hunt is coming to play for the Browns. Something to keep an eye on. If you want to be ballsy and take that risk, then go for it. Um I've got him in a couple of season-long leagues. I'm not ready to plug him and play him in yet. I might regret it. So if you don't want to regret it, play him. I'm personally not. I'm going to hold off and see what happens. I still think Nick Chubb has his backfield, and I think he's earned it. So we'll see how it plays out with that game. Loving Cole Beasley. Loving Devin Singletary. On the Brown side of the ball, Jarvis Landry. He's been showing out. He's been doing his thing. The reports came out this week and said that Baker is going to be force-feeding the ball to Odell. And anytime I see the word force on a headline, when it kind of has to do with a quarterback and a wide receiver, I immediately think, stay the fuck away from that. Because you're going to try to sit there and force-feed somebody, that defense is going to force-pick up on that shit, and they're going to bring a force. So be on the lookout for some Jarvis Landry this week with the Browns if you're going to go a fantasy option on that team. The Lions and the Bears, the Wizard of Oz game, 
one of my favorites. Gotta love it. Uh, both of these teams uh, just – it's NFC North. It's a divisional game. The Bears' offense sucks dick. However, I like some David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen combo. That's right, I said combo. I like a David Montgomery, Tariq Cohen combo this week. This Lions defense has been pretty friendly to the run game, and I, and I think that if we're going to see Tariq Cohen have him a big week, that this could be the week. We've also been seeing some Cordell Patterson sprinkled around in there, some special teams, different Wildcat-type plays, whatever. I like Tariq Cohen, and I like David Montgomery. I like both of them for this Bears team. And for this Lions team, got to go ahead and give it to him. Kenny Galladay. We had, our, we had our Jones Jr. and Kenny Galladay game last week, but Matt Stafford has stepped that damn game up, and he's showing out. J.D. McKissick was another running back to watch for last week. I think he had like 16 points. He was one of the highest scoring running backs on that team. Ty Johnson, it's going to be tough, but if I had to take a guess, this Bears defense, they, they know that they're the only thing that they got right now to win games. I think they might could slip up a little bit. I think their headspace is a little weird, a little off. So, I'm going to play Ty Johnson. I don't know about you guys, but I'm going to play him. And mainly I'm going to play him because he's really the only option I have right now. So, sucks to be me in uh, season-long leagues. <clears throat> but, yeah, fantasy-wise, fantasy purposes, big-time fantasy purposes, you got to go with Galladay or Jones, go with that receiving core, Matt Stafford. Bears side of the ball, I like Tariq, and I like Montgomery. Giants-Jets, the Battle of New York. Another Battle of New York in the Meadowlands. Both of these teams are at their home field. It's a Jets home game, but it's actually a Giants home game because the Giants are superior to the Jets. Notable things to, to look out for in this game. Evan Ingram is probably going to be missing some time. But it doesn't even matter because Red Ellison has shown that he's kind of the guy. Now, I know he had a goose egg last week or whatever. I think he might have had a point or two towards the end of the game. I'm not really sure. I don't really keep up with Red Ellison much. But if Evan Ingram's not on that football field at all, I'm going to keep an eye on Red Ellison. Watch out for Red Ellison this week to be a sneaky sleeper in this game against the Jets. Another player that's looking like they're going to be coming up for the Jets is Chris Hernan. Um, supposedly, there's some reports coming out that he might be playing this Sunday, which would be cool to see because I love the Hearn. Um, but this Jets offense and this Jets team in general is just struggling like a bitch. So I, I don't know what else to say about him. Le'Veon Bell, um, I think he practiced it. Uh, he missed practice on Wednesday. But uh, there was no really no no real show damage to that knee that he has. So I don't really know what's going to happen there. Like I said, I'm just I'm done with Lev. I've already said I'm done with Lev. Uh, even though he had 20 points last week, whatever. It's just he's not the same Lev. This team just sucks. There's a lot of people picking up Ty uh, Ty Montgomery off the waiver wire. So you might if you have Lev Bell and you want to keep him and you want to kind of ride that Jets run game. I would probably look at Ty Montgomery more than I'd look at Bilal Powell, honestly. So. If he's out there on the waiver wire and you want to get a little bit of security for Lev, then look for Ty Montgomery. I think that they would play him a little more than they would play Bilal Powell, um, especially in the passing game. So if you're a PPR, you got to go with Ty Montgomery. If you're in a standard league, you got to go with Bilal Powell. That's just the way I'm going to call it on that. But I think we're going to see some decent action, man. I think that we're going to see some, some Darnold interceptions. I think we're going to see some Daniel Jones interceptions. Uh, I think it's just going to kind of be a nasty, gritty game. And uh, so I, I don't know really if I want to entertain it fantasy-wise at all. 
but th- then again, I said that last week with the Jets and the Dolphins, and it ended up being one of the most highest-producing games with Fitzpatrick and Preston Williams. And R.I.P. Preston, by the way. Hate to hate to see that happen, old Preston. We've put in, been put on IR now, but uh, it is Albert Wilson season, and we'll talk a little bit about that when we get to that game. But uh, I think it's just going to be a, a gritty, nasty game. I'm not really hype, hyped up about playing anybody from either of these teams this week. I think it's going to be a struggle. If you're playing it, uh, you know, if you if you want to, there's a showdown option. Go for kickers and, and defense. I, I'd say that'd be about it. Chiefs Titans. Excited for this game. Drew's not here to tell me that Tannehill's going to suck. So, Tannehill time. And the biggest news of this game, the biggest news of week 10, Patrick Mahomes practiced in full. He is returning, looking like he's going to return on Sunday to play. So this is going to be a fun game to watch if we get a, a healthy Mahomes in there. But this Titans defense is going to be gunning to re-aggravate that, that, uh, that, that leg. I see it happening. It's just that's, just that's what defenses do. So I think we might be, he might be a little skittish. And I think that we could see an upset here. And that's just coming from me. But I think that the Titans could have what it takes to beat the Chiefs this week. Um, really feeling some Derrick Henry. 100% on Derrick Henry this week. I'm going to be playing him in some DFS. Derrick Henry, remember the name. If you haven't already, uh, turd hanging out of helmet guy, Derrick Henry. Go all in on him. And as far as the receiving game goes, you know, we, we've heard that Delaney Walker supposed to be coming back. I still think Jonu Smith stays around and hangs around. So I'm not playing Jonu in DFS by any means. The only player that I'm going to be playing on DFS in this game is either going to be Tyree Kill, going to be Damian Williams, it's going to be Derrick Henry. And those are my three options right there for DFS purposes. And then I'll go ahead and say this. I don't really think that we're going to see much wide receiver action for the Titans as much as we're going to see for the run. You know, we predicted more of the the wide receiver stuff coming out with the Chiefs. I think it was a uh, it was last week when uh, when the Vikings played them, and it was and, you know Dalvin only had about 15 points, and then we just saw Kirk Cousins just tossing that bitch around. So I think Tannehill is going to be able to pick up a little bit of that, but I think that at the end of the day, Derrick Henry is going to end up with the most points on this team for fantasy purposes. So just main thing about this game, just excited to see Patrick Mahomes coming back in the game. It's going to be fun to watch. The Cardinals and the Buccaneers. Anytime I I see the name Buccaneers now, I just automatically think DFS because they've been in just about every high-scoring, exciting DFS game there is this year. They are a fantasy DFS team for some reason. They just are. Jameis Winston against this Cardinals defense, it worries me because I feel like this is going to be the one where he pulls out the interceptions. And that's just how I feel. And I could be completely wrong there. But I just feel like when it comes to these cake games, these layup games, supposedly, Jameis finds a way to fuck it up. Now, I'm not saying that it's going to take any production away from Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. And out of the two, I think that Godwin's going to prevail out of Evans. But you got to look at this Cardinals team, too. You know, what they did to the 49ers. That was pretty crazy shit. Now, I know they're playing in Tampa Bay. It's different, but I think that we might actually be seeing Kyler come into his own a little bit and getting a little more confident in the pocket, getting a little more confident getting out there and running around, doing different things. I love Larry Fitzgerald this week. So write that down. Get him in your lineups. Larry Fitzgerald. 
for especially for season long. If you've got Larry, this is a great week to fire him up and play him. I'm loving Larry. The reports are out that David Johnson practiced in full, that he's fine, he's healthy, whatever. I'm off that train. I don't want to fuck with it. If you want to fuck with it, go fuck with it. I'm not going to do that. But Buccaneers-wise, I think Chris Godwin's going to have a huge game. And then another thing that came out is that Coach Arian said that Ronald Jones has kind of earned that that role as, as you know, kind of being the lead guy in the backfield. So if you're a Rojo owner, congrats. Fire him away. I, I, love, I love the thought of Rojo against this Cardinals defense, and I think that he could be a really sneaky play this week as well. Last game for the afternoon games. It's FTF week, fuck the Falcons week, Saints. Fire up them Saints. I love Ted Ginn this week. For some reason, it's just Ted Ginn against these Falcons. I don't know what it is. I love it. I love the way it sounds. I love everything about it. It's going to be sneaky. It's going to be different. Michael Thomas should still get his share. But I think when it comes to those long bombs and potentially those really big touchdowns, I think Ted Ginn could deliver those. So keep Ted Ginn in your back pocket. Kamara was limited in practice. Hoping to God we see Kamara come back this week. We need Kamara. The Saints need Kamara. Your fantasy football team needs Alvin Kamara. My fantasy football team needs Alvin Kamara. So keep an eye out. It's it's still kind of in the books. We'll know a little bit more come Saturday with it. Hoping to see Alvin Kamara back. This Falcons team, good luck to them. I don't have any recommendations whatsoever other than possibly Calvin Ridley. I think that Calvin Ridley could show what it is because I know Lattimore is going to be all the F over. Julio Jones. So Julio should still get a little bit of production, but I do love me some Calvin Ridley and, of course, some Austin Hooper. So you can't go wrong there. This game always ends up being a a, a battle. It always ends up being pretty high scoring, whether the Falcons are horrible or the Saints are horrible, whether the Falcons are good, whether the Saints are good. This is a division rivalry at its finest. It's one of the best rivalries in the NFL, in my opinion. I love everything about this game. It should be a great DFS game. It should be high scoring. I'm all in on it. Fire this one up. Keep an eye out for this one on your Sunday slate. It's going to be a hell of a game, and I'm going ahead and calling it. It will be a high scoring affair. Dolphins Colts. So getting back to what I was saying about the Dolphins, Preston Williams was put on IR. It's Albert Wilson season. And if many of you remember in the beginning of the season, I was very high on Albert. I love Albert Wilson uh, just from what he did last year. I want to see him be able to repeat and do some different things. And now he's going to have that opportunity. So if you have Albert, if he's out there on the waiver wire, go ahead and pick him up, stash him away, see what happens. But with Fitzpatrick leading this team, they're not going to tank. I've said it. They've been producing. And Fitzmagic's going to have those games where he's just magical and he's going to have some games where he's crap. Uh, against this Colts team, though, Jacoby Brissett is, uh, was still limited. He's still dealing with that, I think it's the MCL sprain that he's got going on. So, if Brian Hoyer's playing, anything can happen. I still think this Colts defense is going to be able to stand their own and, and put up a decent fight. But, when you got a Fitz Magic at hand, and if, he, if he's bringing out the Magic, if he's got the little satchel of Magic out there, Fitz Magic's going to do the damn thing. So, it should be an entertaining game to watch. Don't want to get too speculative on it until we know a little bit more information. But I will say this, Albert Wilson, keep your eyes peeled for him. I'm definitely watching him myself. Next afternoon game, the Rams at the Steelers. A um, lot happened over the week. Aqib Tlaib's with the Dolphins now. It's another defensive player with them. Dolphins going to be playing. We're going to get to see him play this weekend against the Colts. The Rams have Jalen Ramsey, of course. Um 
you know, this is should be an easy Rams win. And other people can argue that it won't be. It's just James Conner is still not practicing. I don't think the Steelers team has what it takes. I think there's going to be a lot of struggling. I don't think it's going to be what people think it is. I think that we could even see a complete domination against the Steelers at home with the Rams. So one player I like from the Rams that's going to be sneaky is Gerald Everett at tight end. And then, of course, you got to go with your usual suspects. Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, he's out. Concussion, he'll probably be out for the rest of the season if I had to, if I had to take a guess. So the hot play this week, a lot of people have been keeping their eye out. Now, I'm not going to say go get this guy because I still think at the end of the day it's going to be Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. But this one guy you need to look out for goes by the name of Josh Reynolds. And the reason I say that is because he scored 16 fantasy points um, in, in this one league that I'm in that I'm looking at right now on the Sleeper app. Uh, 16 fantasy points in a dynasty league. And then, uh, so I mean, that's pretty much across the board, though. I mean, he had 16 fantasy points. Can't go wrong there against the Bengals. They had the bye. They're coming in. He's projected around nine points. But Josh Reynolds showed that, you know, he definitely has a little bit of what it takes to do it and that, you know, Jared Goff's going to entertain it a little bit. I think this is going to be a really good Jared Goff game, though, so I'm excited to watch that one. I think the Rams should easily come up with the win here. So, again, Look out for Josh Reynolds. If no one's picked him up on your waiver wire, definitely he's worth a snag, especially if you were a Brandon Cooks owner. So definitely give him a look. But I still think Cooper Cup and Robert Woods will still be rocking the show. Panthers-Packers is going to be a fun game. Uh, Got to watch out for the McCaffrey. Uh, he missed practice on Wednesday. It shouldn't be too much of an issue. I don't think we'll have a problem. Me and Drew were talking about it earlier in the week, though. McCaffrey literally – needs to be worth like more than $11,000 on DraftKings just because he is constantly giving players huge amounts of points week to week. This is the MVP, folks. I don't care what anybody else says. Russell Wilson, that's fine. Deshaun Watson, that's fine. McCaffrey should be the MVP. This kid is phenomenal. He is insane. He is just killing it in life. There is not one week that I would tell you not to start Christian McCaffrey. I would literally start him every week. He is the first off the board, number one overall. He is the guy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. On the Packers side of the ball, I think we might see Aaron Jones come back from the dead this week. Jamal had it. I think we're going to just start seeing these bounce back week-to-week scores between Jamal and Aaron. I don't think we're going to see one running back take all the weight, but I think that Aaron is going to be able to reclaim his state this week, um, and I'm looking forward to that as well. So I think it's going to be a pretty heavy run game against the the Packers and the Panthers. Um, And then also I like Curtis Samuel this week. And for Sunday Night Football, last game we'll be covering, Vikings-Cowboys. Going to be a showdown. Excited to watch it. Kirk Cousins should be uh, back on his bullshit. I think that he should be able to at least get over the 20 hump, which is what we look for every week. Um, I think ultimately the Cowboys are going to end up victorious in this game at home. I am going to go ahead and call that one straight up. No shame there. I think Michael Gallup's going to have himself a big game. Also loving Zeke Elliott, of course. Uh, Start your ones, start your big guys. And then the big thing is, is Adam Thielen is not going to be playing. Um, He is hurt. It's time to make some moves, time to look around. Um, Stephon Diggs is your guy at this point. But I think that they're going to turn a little bit more to the run game. And uh, Kyle Rudolph opens up a little bit more now, especially with uh, Adam Thielen out of the mix. So, 
we might start actually seeing that two set with uh, Irv Smith and, and Kyle Rudolph a little bit more. So I think Kyle Rudolph should be able to find the end zone. Uh, so I am looking to start him maybe in a couple different places, especially in showdown modes on DFS. So either way it goes, it's going to be an entertaining as fuck game. I do like the Cowboys, so I'm going to be leaning a little bit more heavier towards the Cowboys than I am the Vikings on Sunday night. But we will be recapping that one instantly um, on Monday. Uh, next week's show, episode 113. This has been episode 112. Before we go, I've got to do our flashback YouTube Friday video. And also, i got to make one note, too. I don't know if any of you follow Drew on Twitter. Hopefully, all of you do that are listening to this, at Drew Dean. Drew has been a force this week on Twitter. His troll game has never been stronger. Super proud of him out there just making shit happen he's put out some hilarious content this week so if you're not following drew go follow him right now at drew dean Uh, love the guy miss you drew i know you're listening to this we'll we'll have you back for monday and uh and of course garage fam he's going to have the rankings up this weekend so be on the lookout for that uh especially for all our subscribers over at patreon but uh this video before we leave I've got to pull it up. This was one of the older videos, one of the OG videos on on uh, on YouTube back when we were younger, and it was just one of those videos that that made you feel the pain, just from the rain, the chocolate rain. If you remember chocolate rain, it was just one of the wildest fucking videos. This this really skinny kid, like if you would have just heard it, you would have had no idea. Like like you would think that it was just this like really big like soulful black man just belting out these lyrics and it's just like this little skinny kid with glasses and just has this deep voice from like I don't know from like uh very white heaven I don't even know how to, how to explain it but I'm gonna roll out to some chocolate rain it's been real love you garage fam we'll be back for episode 113 hope you enjoyed 112 the solo dolo episode with garage guy chase you know where to follow us at ggfs podcast follow me at garage guy chase follow drew at drew dean on twitter follow me on instagram follow me on facebook follow me on youtube follow me everywhere there is to follow follow us we love you sports party repeat Chocolate rain is free quickly.
rushing through your veins, chocolate rain. Using you to fall back down again, chocolate rain. Tell them mention on the radio, chocolate rain. It's the fear your leaders car control, chocolate rain.